0: Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm Uncle, Nephew, and I'm Son.
1: And we're talking Bears. I'm Nephew. Welcome back. Welcome back to We're Talking Bears. Week 11, Bears face the Detroit Lions division leaders in what seemed like a turning point uh, for the Chicago Bears this season, until the end of the game. Um, but nice to have all of you here with us once again for the latest in Bears action. What's up, Unc? What's up, Cuz? How do y'all feel after this disappointing Week Eleven? That's the right word, right there. Disappointing. Man,
2: I'm feeling, feeling, hmm? feeling. Yeah i'm not sure you know if i don't
0: hard. have a definition for this you know lost his words
2: yeah. are, you
1: know you it, need a new word we need a new word <laughs> we need word. you know word. what
2: i i said going into this i had uh, uh uh had my expectations reasonable i said i expected us i wanted us to be competitive and we certainly were without question we met that objective somewhere in that third quarter I expected us to win. Okay, my expectations <laughs> rose during that third quarter, and I expected us to win. As we approached five minutes left in the fourth quarter, I wasn't not afraid because, I, you know, we've seen our Bears self-destruct in the first I liked that.
1: quarter. I like that. I wasn't not afraid. I like that. was
2: not afraid. afraid. <laughs> but I still had a lot of hope. And then, as we did that super long drive, uh, that that just ate the clock up. It was all, it was it was good decisions. It was the right decisions. We played tough, um, and we kicked the field goal. And it seems like right after that field goal, um, you know, two things happened. I think when Justin was dancing on the side. You know that was kind of like when Carlos Boozer talked smack to to Chris Bosh, or when many a player would talk smack to Michael Jordan. It, it's just like there's a time where you don't piss off a better team. You, you don't celebrate too early. You know it's kind of like Atlanta Falcons against Tom Brady.
1: You, Pops, I got one thing to
2: say. You you can't celebrate too early. But I'm, 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 let I'm you, gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go ahead.
0: It's, it's short. Okay, Boomer. That's all I got to say to that one. <laughs> That's that 85 Bears, like, oh, just show up with your, with your hard hat and your lunch pail. You know, that old. <laughs> I said, come on, man. Like, he, that should have been the dagger. With any kind of competent coaching staff, that play was the dagger. And then they, of course, pissed that away. And then had to come back and ask for another dagger from him. And, like, I, it's 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 crazy that these coaches are allowed to keep doing this. It's just it's just inane that we just keep turning back to the same TV channel, you know what I mean, like in the same chapter of the Bears history instead of trying something new. And the coaches aren't trying anything new. They keep taking the ball out of his hands in the fourth quarter when, when they need a game-winning drive. It's always run, 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 run. Oh, okay, now we'll call a pass play. That's always what it is. like. It's not the time for that in the fourth quarter. You have, to, you have to burn their timeouts, and then you can just run the ball. But we ran the ball multiple times and burned two timeouts 15, 15 seconds off the clock and gained, what, one yard? That doesn't put an NFL team away. The The decision to kick the uh, the field goal after going... Uh, What was it? Run, run, run. After Justin Fields' big run, after that moment where he danced, the decision to go run, 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 three plays back to back and then kick a field goal was like giving up. That you went from a you went from a uh, what was it, a nine point lead to a 12 point lead. I don't know if Matt Eberflus does math on the sidelines, probably not, but that's still less than two touchdowns. I don't like he didn't he didn't actually move the needle at all with that field goal. There was no change to the situation of the game. Well, so uh, it's ridiculous that that Fields is now like, oh, well, he shouldn't have been dancing like, yeah, OK, sure. But after you're able to 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 make 11 of the best athletes on the planet look silly when they're doing everything in their power to stop you on a third what was a third and 14 that he converted with a 30 yard run yeah he he deserves to be able to dance this is the only joy this man gets to feel as a chicago bear do not try to take that away from him stop
2: no i'm i'm going to say there's a time for that it's, it's called at the end of the fourth quarter you 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 dance all you want man i want to see him run again like in the 49ers game run down the field like a kid and dive into the end zone the whole team i want to see that but you got to finish you gotta finish. You know, uh, it's that act like you've been there sentence. Don't celebrate, you know, too early. You celebrate too early. Yeah. Atlanta versus Tom Brady. You celebrate too early. Let me, let me oops! This. All of let a sudden, me let me stuff goes I, the wrong way. I, I can Atlanta, understand. Atlanta that. Atlanta celebrated at the half. They, they, I can they, understand they had, that they from, didn't celebrate at the half.
1: <laughs> cook themselves. I can I can understand that from a. From a loser's standpoint, right? Like hey, we we've been losers, man. We've I mean, look, the worst check defense out. in check the NFL. But, the, but, but I think that's the difference, right? I think that's the difference. You can't have a loser mentality and then you project that onto your your players. Justin Fields, I don't think is. I think the Chicago Bears have been losing. I don't think that any individual player should be out there thinking that oh, I'm a loser. Let me not let me not celebrate because we're liable to blow this game. A 25-point lead halftime for any professional that makes it to a Super Bowl game, what the hell are you doing talking about, oh, we can't celebrate too soon. We're going to blow the game. Why are we at 25 against the greatest of all time? That's what you're here for. I just feel like while, while I can understand that sentiment, that's because you're scared. And like you said, it's not that I wasn't afraid. Yeah, you're scared. You think that somehow him dancing is going to awake the better player who must have been sleep this whole game for you to be in the league. That's what it sounds like. Like, you shouldn't be in this position, and as soon as you start dancing, you're going to alert the guards, and they're going to come and get you. It's like, no, no. And, and while I – like I said, I get it. I, we all play sports. I get it. I understand. Don't wake the prison guards. Look, <laughs> I understand. I get it. I totally get it. But that's from a standpoint where it's like, hey, if they knew what we were doing – They would beat us. You get what I'm saying? And I just felt like we played played an amazing game up until, you get what I'm saying? Me personally, while I can understand what both of you are saying, because I don't like the run, run, run play calls that they made sometimes on the offense, especially late in that game. But I also feel like the defense went from a good defense to a terrible defense in like a nanosecond. Because we were stopping them all day long. They literally, the last two drives for them, we didn't stop any play that they did. Because <laughs> like the, none, we didn't stop them at all. Like we didn't do it was, anything. It
0: was Jared Goff, right? Jared Goff is really good at throwing the ball between zero and 20 yards. And then at the end of the game, inexplicably, we backed off so that he had the whole underneath to work with. And we didn't play tight coverage right at the line of scrimmage. Forced Jared Goff to try to beat us over the top. And then in one play, we actually did let somebody run wide open, uh, Jamison Williams or whatever, for a 30-yard touchdown. But you gotta stay up tight, you gotta keep pressuring him, you gotta keep doing the things that have kept him off balance, doing the things that have forced him to make mistakes and throw the ball into tight windows because he doesn't have the time to to you know to sit back and process and try to pick you apart. But what we did instead, what Iberflus does at the end of every single close game. And what Luke Getzey does at the end of every single close game or game with a lead, and this is the reason Justin Fields has such a terrible win percentage, I would say in my opinion, is because whenever we're up, their mindset is protect the lead. It's, and and we talked about this, Pops, I, man, back when Lovey was coaching and we would have, you know, Ron Turner and all those offensive coordinators and we would get up, you know, a good like, you know, 17 to 3, 21 to 3. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to win this game. And then they would just let off the gas. And we like, you gotta this is the NFL, you gotta put your foot on their throat and you gotta choke them until the bell until the bell rings. And that's what our coaches just get seeing Eberflus do not understand that.
2: And well, every I mean, other you gotta you, got you got a different. I mean, Lovey's era, that was the right decision because you had Erlacher, Briggs, Tillman, Brown, and yeah, but and I'm saying
0: other than it it Bowl, over to the, the Super Bowl year. We lost a lot of games because we wouldn't put our foot on people's throats offensively. We would start
2: you mean other you said other than the Super Bowl year.
0: Yeah, because the Super Bowl year, it was just like we had Tommy Harris, Agungie, Mike Brown was healthy. Most of that That'd year magic. It was magic. <laughs> it was crazy having them all together. And then pieces started to kind of fall off. Tommy Harris would be mm-hmm. injured. Mike Brown would be injured and then he was gone. Uh uh we lost uh who was off the line. The worst thing we brothers, did was get rid of the two. Frank Johnson had to go to jail or something over some firearm charges or some crap like that. So <laughs> it was all him. stuff going on. So, like, we would start losing pieces, and then we couldn't defensively hold up, even when we didn't put our but foot let, on let,
2: let, let, me, let, me, let me, Let me toss this in. You talked about Jamison Williams. So, Jamison Williams, on the year, had 101 yards receiving. Yep. He's a nobody. That's basically his let,
0: whole career. So we far, let him be, right. He's a
2: hundred yard a season guy. Point. And there's absolutely no excuse for him being wide open in the end zone. That's number one. Safety. Look, this is an easy cover. Just be near him. Okay. Yeah. So that was a, a big gaff on, you know. I love Eddie, but Eddie makes big gaffs. And that was a big gaff on Eddie. Um, you know, you cannot. At the same time, he caught that pass, and our guy, who's R. T. Scott, who's kind of our almost equivalent, he's better than Williams. Um, uh, well, James yeah, Williams, yeah, is. He is. He is. but he didn't play better. He didn't play better on Sunday because he made a gaffe. He, he, he stopped running. You can't stop running on a route. He,
0: do you, oh, you know James
2: Williams'
0: pops? do you are you okay so he's look, a
2: nobody no, but no why, what, Who williams, was he supposed well, to be
0: ensign williams was supposed to be a really incredible receiver he was actually justin field's teammate at ohio state he was um like his his freshman year in college or whatever then he transferred to alabama where he was a heisman finalist at wide receiver he was one of the best receivers in the country he went to the lions top 10 overall be, but he had a torn ACL in like his last year of college and they were like, oh, it's going to take him a while to heal from that. You're basically stashing this top 10 pick. This is a guy that you can get back in a year or two. So he comes back from the ACL at the end of, I want to say, or the middle of last year, but only caught like one pass. Right. Yep, one pass. for like two years. Then into the offseason, he had this big gambling thing and then he was suspended for a bunch of games. right? So. He was suspended by the NFL for gambling or whatever, something like that. Uh, Part of what they um, they suspended a bunch of people going into this year, so he was suspended for like. I remember
2: that the the Lions gambling problem. Yeah.
0: Right, and then now he's back on the field for the first time, really consistently, right? And he hasn't really done much. Like he hasn't been out
2: for like six games. This is his sixth (laughs) game
0: this year. Still a rookie, in his. Second or third year, whatever it is, uh, of the NFL, but he was a top ten pick. He's not a nobody. I'm not going to sit here and say he has no talent, but the kid should not be running free
2: through in our secondary at the and end, and end of the game. He's not at that level. No one should be running free in the end zone with the game on the line. That's that's especially when you're playing okay. back. You're you're playing back. You're intentionally giving away the under. But now you're giving away the under and the over.
1: That, yeah, and that's that,
2: that,
0: was, that was on our, our that was on our uh, our top corner, who's supposed to be getting paid twenty million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah, three he had a, Tom,
1: three a forced fumble. We had three and two possibles. Like if this was a Spades game, we cut our partner. We did everything we could to lose. We had the hand, like right. Jalen Johnson right. dropped a pick six. they were potential pick six. And whatever the other one was, he almost had a second pick. He didn't catch either. Yeah. Then we yeah. had three legit picks that we actually took away from him. Then we forced a fumble on special teams. How did they score two touchdowns in two and a half minutes? Like that's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm trying to wrap my mind around. Like it has to be something on your side that says, "Hey, we've been doing too good this game. How can but we he, revert back to the other guys was, that we were here's
0: thing. going into the going two into and the game?" Minutes you have to have, you have to look at what all, what the other team has been doing, right? And the Lions have been dropping 30 points almost consistently all year long. So when you're sitting there at, what was it? 23 to, uh, 23 to, to 14 or something. And you're at fourth and in inches after that QB sneak doesn't work on your own, on their 20 or something like that. And you've got Justin Fields, you've got Roshan Johnson, the only running back who's getting any kind of yards per cat. I think their running backs average, like, 2.2 yards per carry, except for Roshan, who had like five or six. And then you get so you've got those guys in your backfield, your offensive line is the healthiest been all year. And you know that the Lions have been dropping 30 points a game. You cannot sit back and say, Oh, 26 points looks like it'll win us this game. You have to anticipate, you have to know, you have to, have, you have to game plan well, like it, it should win drop 30 to beat a team that drops 30. We you, have to you, make sure. That we're putting up enough points, and you can't make that decision on fourth and one. You got to go for it. He went for all the out. ones that were longer fourth and ones all the way up to that point of the
2: game, and then just like was like, no, nah. time out, time out. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not. I, I'm not mad at the kick. Here's the problem. I'm mad at the kick. In the, it, here's the problem it's in football. the NFL. The look, look, look in the NFL with teams up by 12 points in the fourth quarter. They're the team up by twelve is forty eight and zero until Sunday.
0: That's because they're up not forty eight for and one. Okay, they're up by twelve for a reason, and they continue to use the reason they're up by twelve. Well, 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 we there you go all off. the fourth downs up to that point. When, when it's three minutes, left,
2: oh, okay. When it's three ball. minutes left, the defense you you can't are uh, I the defense gaff. You cannot give up the under, the over, and the run. They gave I up agree. everything. I agree. 100
0: percent But but watch this. But watch this. Say and, and we, wait, 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 wait. Let, we, let me throw this last. Convert one. That, say we convert that fourth down, that fourth and in inches that it was. Say we convert that fourth down at 23 to uh to 20. You might still then, be picking a field. And right. then we and then we score that touchdown. So now it's 30 to is 30 to 14. They score two touchdowns. Justin Fields doesn't have to try to throw it at the end of the game. Now we can run it out.
2: Well, well here's the key. Two here's things a key. Two, two things, I mean, two. we still could have but run it out. It wrong decision. We, but but I'm not telling you. Decision. Here, Here, you're you're focused on that. There's a, a, a catastrophe of wrong decisions. Because even, yes. even in the play yes. before the T. Scott bomb, okay, I, I don't mind the T. Scott bomb. The, and, and I don't mind it going to T. Scott. They didn't expect him. He should have caught the ball. He's being paid a million dollars to run down a field and catch a ball, run down the field and catch the ball for your million bucks. So I I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with doing it on third and 10. If you do it on first down and you throw that pass and he doesn't catch the ball. Exactly. Well, one you've stretched the defense and you've made a sentence. So you might have just opened up the run lanes again at two You've got two downs to recover from. You can get five yards twice, yeah. And and exactly. first, but then three. You don't do dive plays, even mm-hmm. though one of them was a read option dive. You into don't a loaded, do dive plays into the loadedest and, of boxes. And you could, why aren't you going around the edge when they're putting nine men in the box to stop you from diving? Yep. Right. You got nine men in the box. They're trying. They they know you've been running. They're trying to stop you from running the clock out. You just walked down the field, ran and scored a field goal. If you do it again, game's over. So that's just just those three plays were critically bad. And then I'm gonna we're gonna have it. Then Justin sacked himself. There's no such thing as a 10-yard yeah. drop back. At the end of the game, you gotta have pocket presence. There was no pressure in front of him. You gotta take one step forward. He didn't belong 10 yards back. He was 10 yards in the line of his foot was 10 yards in the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not mad at Justin. He played a phenomenal game, but what's again we go back to you gotta be perfect to win as a bear. So when DJ Moore scores 3 touchdowns, that's as near as perfect as you're going to get for a receiver. Dante Foreman scores 3 touchdowns, near as perfect you're going to get for a running back. Justin had to be perfect because we kept giving up points late in the fourth quarter. Now, now let me address and that this. was address not this. literally that was a bad that was the wrong time for a mistake. He was too deep. He didn't step up into the pocket. There was lots of ten yards. The wrong back. time
0: for We were already losing at that point, and where there were twenty nine seconds you can't, left, it was a, it was a, there was a one percent chance you can't give a
2: free, sack. Give a free sack
0: down the field. You, you can't beat you can. ten yards. The game is basically already over. There's like a one percent chance he drives us down the field to field goal range in twenty nine seconds. Right at oh, the end oh, of the game. Oh, oh, wait, wait. From the high. I got one more. I got yeah. one more. The game, the past I, game had been the run game was what was working, and it was working because Justin made it work, not because the running backs were getting any kind of yeah, yards. Justin had 100 on the ground. Justin had 100 on the ground and 5.8. Roshan had six carries for, I think it was something like 30 yards, something like that, like five yards, six yards a carry. And all no, the other like running back, No, it was like five. I guarantee you it was more than four. But point is. Or maybe it was like four
2: carries for six yards of carry, something like that. It five. You're right. Six for thirty for Roshan. For 30 Herbert for had for sixteen 30. for thirty-five.
0: Sixteen for thirty-five.
2: And yeah, we they were they were every time Herbert was 30. on the field, they were shutting him down.
0: Exactly. And then and then I think Dante Foreman had like six, six for, for 14. 16, six for fourteen, and a touchdown from that one angry run. Right. So yep, yep. They weren't. They, our run game was Justin. Our run run was and, and, and Roshan. Roshan, Roshan was, was doing, doing a good wonderful. job. Roshan helped, but he was not our run game. Yeah. He helped, but he was not our run game. When we gave it to Roshan right at the end, he didn't get that first on third and seven, did he? He got yeah. six. Okay. Which is so, good. Six which is, is good. I'm not mad at Roshan, but we should have handed it to him a lot more. So the yeah. point of the Yeah, is, you gotta go with the hot
2: hand. He was hot. hot. Herbert wasn't,
0: wasn't hand system he him. the ball to the hot bat. Like, Herbert, it's his first week back after messing up his ankle. You got to take it easy on him and let him slowly get back, trusting that ankle, making hard cuts, pushing off, and, and hitting the hole with power. But right now, this game, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't his normal self. He didn't make a lot of explosive runs like he normally does. He mostly got bottled up. So giving even him on the drive before Justin Fields fumbled was a huge problem, like you said, not throwing it to get a first down and force them to burn timeouts when it's two minutes left in the game. Like, ah, God, man, guess he just, I mean, there were gaps, but here, 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 but let me say my point. Let me say my point Okay, because on the play that you're talking about on the play that you're talking about, where Justin Fields fumbled, Justin Fields had already done his best to put the game away twice. The first time he succeeded. The second time he did not. And you could argue maybe he should have threw it to D.J. Moore on the crosser, but D.J. Moore was being double-covered on that play. It was a messy concept in the center, and Tyler Scott no, no, was running. No, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. He, he threw the right pass. I'm saying, I'm saying, someone can. Someone might. One might no, argue. it was the right pass. Yeah, D.J. Moore. It, it hit
2: the guy's hands. It, it no, I agree. I agree. 100 yards downfield. Down. It hit the guy he in his hands.
0: down, and it hit him in the hands. So that's how you know it was a good pass, and it was the receiver, right? So he even said he slowed down in a post-game interview. But the issue I have and the problem I have and the reason that I get so heated about when people try to put this on fields is because the Bears do this to fields on a weekly basis. They get up. He puts them in position to win early on in the game. And then they take the ball out of his hands. And then later on in the game, at the very end, they put the ball back in his hands and go, hey, Justin, can you be like uh, Superman again for like uh, one play? That's the, that's not how it works. That's not well, how it it works. Apparently it is because not, let me spot. let me argue this. Once let me argue this. Once you start once you start running the ball, once you take the ball out of your quarterback's hands, you're telling the quarterback, "All right, rest and look over a grateful universe. You know what I mean? Like it's the Thanos moment. But, at the, but at let me, let me, the, let me argue this um, with you. Let me, uh, let, me let, let me argue this. Let me and, argue. And, and then, and then when you, when you try to get him to get back up and put that cape back on, it doesn't work as well. You might as well just let him leave the cape on. Like, yo, we still need you. And he'll still be in that mindset. Like, all right, let me kill these dudes. And he'll let me and do it. But you can't keep, you can't play with a dude like that. Jerking him around in the middle of the game. You got to let, let him this. Let me argue the value that he is. Or you gotta back off and and like recognize like okay well you know this isn't the time for that, but but guess no idea how to do that and that's why we keep losing. That's why we lost the Denver game because they kept they kept losing. Man, when we got up thirty whatever, we started running the ball like crazy in the second half in the Denver game. It was run 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 pass run 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 pass. That's not how you win games. That's not how you win games. And here's the argument
2: ago. But it's here's the argument. Here's the argument. Two arguments. One in the Denver game, the field goal was critically important because that puts us up, puts yeah. pressure on them. We don't kick it in this game. The field goal is mathematically irrelevant, and we do kick it. So <laughs> it, it, it's that's the why field I said the field goal was a terrible decision. All right all right, all right, all right, but but here's here's the key though. First of all, he they, they Justin is is actually handled it perfectly because he threw a game winning bomb touchdown he did it just did. was dropped and and one that just lets us know draft Marvin Harrison jr because correct T Scott may develop into a good receiver but good receivers don't drop game-winning wide open passes at the end of a game where you're beating the second best team in the NFC and the best team in your in your in your uh best team yeah. in your division and the he second best team in the NFC. Now, I'm not yeah. gonna
0: see your escape go Tyler Scott, even though he did fumble and no no and to T Scott open. gotta eat that one because yeah, didn't he fumble
2: game. too earlier? Yeah, yeah. he had
0: a, he had he had the fumble after the first yeah. interception and and basically just eliminated that that drive so, so
2: well, I mean you T Scott had a bad game. I'm not mad at T Scott but I don't think <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. drops that ball as a rookie in but his even, first even
0: other than, yeah, I mean, absolutely draft Marv. There's no, there's look. If we don't draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and put some like the like, this guy could be as good
2: as Justin Jefferson. Like, You're think right. about that. And thing. if you give him, and, and not, and wait, wait, wait. hold know. on, give me, give me a sec, give me a sec. DJ there's Moore in that not. game, DJ Moore in that game, seven catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore right now sits, uh, in receiving. He sits, uh, I believe he's in. The, he's definitely in the top 10 in receiving as far as yards, 889 yards on the season, six touchdowns. He's, if you add a Marvin Harrison Jr. to this guy, it, this, I don't think Justin is, is, is it, Justin, I, I'll give it to him. Justin did, he, the, Again, I'm nitpicking on some really, really small errors. No one is going to play a perfect game. There is no perfect game. So I'm not saying, well, just what I am saying is because of the gaffes that are made throughout the game, even some of them coaching and some of them play. T. Scott had a bad game. Um, uh, 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 Mr. Contract had a bad game. He had a bad I mean he he didn't have a I won't call it a bad no, game, but bad he game. missed his no, opportunities to be he a different
0: Drop He dropped player. two interceptions. He dropped two interceptions, one of which would have been the game clincher early on yeah. in the game. It would have been a dagger to their to right that would have been fourteen oh in the first quarter.
2: But in, at been, the end, at the end, really instead the of, of clinch the clinch next play is a touchdown. The yeah, next exactly. play's a
0: touchdown. Exactly. So, so he dropped two picks and then he blew the coverage that Jameson Williams caught the game when it, or the go ahead touchdown on against, uh, like it was, Iberfoo said in the presser that he was supposed to play that high low and he played the underneath and he was gone. So that, so that was on him too. So he had a bad game in the story. He, had a, he yeah. had a bad
2: game. So you have two guys that have bad games. You were just not a good enough team to overcome two guys having really bad games we're not and we're no i think we are because we were gonna
0: win anyway until our coaches were stupid so really what it is is we're not a good enough team We're somebody said i forget who it was but somebody on twitter said we're a eight win team with a one win coach and that's that's really where i'm like absolutely certain he's correct because because these coaches can't get their head out of there I, and I cannot stand every conference, every press conference after the game, Matt Eberflus walks up to that podium and looks everybody in the eyes, and, well, the players just failed to execute. Like, I have never seen a man take less personal
2: responsibility
0: for his own failures. I've never seen it in my
2: life. Well, you know what? You know what? that That's his you don't do prison ministry. Okay, So, so <laughs> throw Iberfuss so in I'm jail, jail be. because he deserves to be for what he's doing to Justin Fields' <laughs> career. Man, exactly. It's a crime. He's it's
0: a crime. It's an actual crime. It's, it's a actually crime. a felony, man. Hey, I'm hey, so hey.
2: but you know what? You know what? Here's here's the good news. With him not taking any responsibility, I don't think that's lost on, uh, on on management that he's not taking responsibility. I don't. Yeah, get it. Come he on, man. Five, I, man. I still have I still have faith in Paul, Paul's polls and Warren. I do. I haven't lost faith in them. You're losing faith. I, in Paul. I think. The they're, fact that he is not firing this coach is making I, me. I don't coach. know. We'll find out. I no, think
0: I think, uh, we'll, I think like roster construction is, is immaculate. I like, think poses roster construction is immaculate, but
2: extremely good.
0: No, think about it this extremely way, right? Of the people, of the people, he could have signed this offseason. Orlando center, Brown, uh, center draft. Center. Yes, but there are no centers that have been drafted. That are succeeding right no rookie centers are succeeding right now. So, I'm not going to sit here and say that he passed on a good center because I don't see any good centers that can hike the ball.
2: (laughs) If they're hiking the ball, because we have great guards and great tackles, if you just get the hike right, (laughs) you don't have to do a lot of work, you got to chip a little bit and and help
0: out. the The point of the matter is. You can't fix every hole in one offseason. Like, that's too really ugly. no, because the first offseason he had to create the holes to even build any kind of cap space in order to build a decent team. Yeah, but we he, were, he, started he, on, he started working on it. He started working on Of our cap space for dead contracts. And this year we're using 0.04% or something like that. So I, last season was the teardown, this season was the build. So okay. in one offseason, you can't fix every hole. He thought he was like we got Lucas Patrick that we signed, we got Cody White here. We drafted Doug Kramer. Let's see which of those guys rises to the top. He went into he went into the the training camp with. What was that? That
2: was a a white hair fumble coming through late in the game. (laughs) It was two three days late. (laughs)
0: So so what I'm trying to say, so I'm trying to say is his roster construction, the choices that he's made, other than other than the Claypool trade, right? I've been on board with just about every decision, and on the surface, the Claypool trade.
2: Well, it looked not, like the right trade.
0: Right. People do like right. Right. how it forced Aaron Rodgers out of the division. How it helped to force him out of the division, it,
2: right? It looked like that's the right trade
0: right. that they don't consider as much because Green Bay had offered their second round pick, and we offered a higher one to keep him out of Green Bay and keep a a six four receiver who runs a four four out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Right. Okay, that's that was valuable. In and of itself. Now I'm not
2: mad at, I'm not mad at that.
0: Did it didn't turn out not to be a good trade. Yes, obviously it did, but it's not the the all time stinker that everybody right. claims. And,
2: is. and I like the fact that he went ahead this year. He traded the second round. He grabs Montez Sweat. Um, and Montez Sweat proved to be the man that we traded for. I mean, he has yeah. changed oh, he the front of our defense. But he is he is
0: he, he is made crazy that he was available that's really what it was it was insane yeah. that he was available.
2: i mean it was washington's a little nuts but they're retooling um and they they're probably trying to get to uh the, the the first overall draft pick so they're retooling but you know they they weren't winning with sweat and chase and they i mean uh yeah chase young and sweat and they were gonna have to pay them both that was going to be 40 50 million bucks. And if you're not winning with it, then no, I wouldn't pay it either. So get 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 a get a ton of capital. They're going to draft like crazy, um, but it it was good. It was good. They get a great draft pick, but we clearly have an edge of the future. And not only that, by bringing him here, I mean look at all the sacks that we've compiled since he showed up. It's not oh, his yeah, effect after. on after. the other team's offensive line. It's not just he's got one sack, and he's got many, many pressures and hits, tons of pressures and hits. But the other guys are just cleaning up because he's standing next to him. Yep. You yep. Know, they're getting. And that's, they're,
0: how, they're, that's, they're, and that's how it. That's how it looks when you got a when you got a uh, game, game wrecking DN, a game wrecking DN. And this is the Detroit line is one of maybe the top offensive line in the NFL, and he was still made his. He still made his impact very much felt and got his first. Sam Samborn. Yeah. But here, back to the topic of Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles and roster construction, I can't fault it, okay? The the picks that he's made, the rookies, the the second round guy, Kyler Gordon, uh, uh, Jaquan Brisker, Gravon Dexter, all those guys look good. Darnell Wright looks like a future top five OT. Like, I can't fault his roster construction so far. But this coaching hire has been the single worst decision any GM maybe has made in the Chicago Bears.
2: But was conference. his was it his decision? The guy was interviewed before he showed up. You yes. Know, was it his decision? And nonetheless, he had to rubber stamp it. It's still on him. But
0: and he's at the same time. And he won't fire him. So But the, point, I, I like, don't
2: I don't agree with the sentence. Gotta, I think he's not gonna fire him midseason. He's really? not gonna fire him midseason, but We'll see what happens at the end of the season. I mean, if if we're still, if we're still like, honestly, I feel like we're right on the the edge. We're forget right the, at. I get that. I mean, we we it's almost it's beat taken. the second best team in the NF, in the NFC. We're right at the edge. If we can take that next step, then eberflus might save his job. If we if we really actually turn, I mean, think about what if we went out? If we went out, he deserves to to stay
1: now. If we have one out starting from the Lions game, he deserves to stay. (laughs) Well, he had his opportunities, man. They're they're showing up right in front of you. When your opportunities are there in front of you and you can't capitalize, I mean, let's let's. I get it. There's the number one team in the division, and they're doing well and okay. But when you see that you you're in the lead and you don't know how to quite bring it home, to me. That says a whole lot about this, even the idea of winning out. You get what I'm saying? It's like you're not even allowing yourselves to win out in one game. Exactly. (laughs) You can start off very well, and you don't win out. (laughs) And that's just in one game. So imagine there's obviously something there with coaching. You get what I'm saying? To where winning out isn't even a conversation. We couldn't win out one game. I mean, it's just so disappointing, man. I I, want to say this, though. I want to say this. The real killer for me is just the fact that we look like we don't have an identity when we do well, it looks fluky. That's what I don't like. That's what I don't like. If you turn a quarterback, if you get three and two possible interceptions, explain to me how you score on me two times in two and a half minutes. Yeah, It's almost like if I'm playing against you and all day I've been killing you, you can't, you're not getting any yards on me. You're not getting open. Quarterbacks throwing to you. I'm taking the ball away. Like, if this is how the game's been going for three quarters, what is it is it, is it really a play call that's going to make you beat me in, like, for the last three, four, five trips? You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what makes me feel like the fluke aspect. That's what where the fluke feeling comes in. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, I've been beating you all day. I've been beating you all day. We should know at this point what we need to do to continue to win this game. And to and to secure a victory. Well, and for the sure, fact that I we're think, not able I think, to do that. I think you're dead on. But about think about what happened. We were we had their
2: run game locked down on we the did. ground. They were uh, we had held both Montgomery and Gibbs together under a hundred yards. By, uh, right before they made that run at the end, the first thing they did, we started getting gaffed on the run. So we changed our defense and our defensive looks enough that now we opened up the run game. They were getting 10 yards of pop in the last four minutes of the game. And, and that's where, so we, we, you're right, we took our identity and we dumped it. Then at that point, that of course opens up Detroit's favorite thing to do is play action. So now all of a sudden Montgomery and Gibbs are getting 10 yards of pop. And now when they fake it into their gut, our guys are cheating down. See, we, we had to, you're out from a defense. I think this is totally on the defense. From a deep, I'm not saying the offense didn't make gaffes, but from a defensive standpoint with four minutes left, you can't decide all of a sudden, oh, well, the run doesn't matter. Well, guess what? Not for Detroit. Detroit took Montgomery from us and they picked Gibbs. They did that on purpose. And they're beating teams, they're beating, I mean, their book of business you know is strong they done beat uh, Kansas City they they beat the chargers uh they beat the crap out of the raiders they beat the crap out of the packers they they've got a decent book of business as far as who they've beaten um and and they're beating them and, and Montgomery and Gibbs are running all over people we stopped them you can't quit on that if if you're winning because you stopped them you forced uh, uh, golf to sit in a pocket and throw the ball. You pressured him. He threw it away. Should have been five times, but it was three. Keep the formula, uh, and and I agree that how many times have we said this over the Ibrahulz era, and even over the Nagy era? Why do you stop doing what works? You know, we we used to run the ball like crazy and then quit now we're throwing the ball well well, and we we quit you're playing good run defense and you pull everybody back and you let well we'll give up 10 yards a carry how'd that work out all of a sudden you look up and and you know both of their running backs go from uh uh uh, really mundane numbers to montgomery ended with 6.3 yards a carry and gibbs ended with 4.5 yards a carry why because of that Into the second half of that fourth quarter, they were able to run us over like crazy. And because guess what? You pulled your linebackers out. You pulled your linebackers back. And I don't know what you told your corners and safeties to do because they weren't covering deep and your linebackers were back from the line of scrimmage. Uh, Oh, my God. It's just, you can't, you, you, uh, don't you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Remember that. Yeah. No, I mean it, it wasn't broke. The, the defense thing. was working. Sorry. The offense was working. Just ride, you know. You you ride it out. It's the end of the fourth quarter. If if they figure you out and they beat you, they beat you. You know. But at one point, you know. I mean, imagine you guys remember the Holyfield Tyson fight. Imagine if Holyfield stopped jabbing Tyson in the forehead. He kept jabbing Tyson in the forehead through fights one and two. So that guy's forehead was completely covered with welts until he went crazy and bit his ear. Why? Because it worked. Because every time Tyson loaded up his knockout combination uh, uh, with that that involved that that, uh, that, un, that uh, uppercut and the overhand left, before he could, before he could finish it, nine times out of 10, his head was getting pummeled. By jabs from Holyfield. Did Holyfield stop jabbing him in the head? No. He kept doing it till he won both fights. You know, you, what are we doing? You know, why, when we're winning, I agree with you, do we just decide, hey, that's working, that's working really well, let's do something different?
0: I got the answer to that question. Because Matt Iberflus and Luke Etsy are losers. They do not know how to I win. I can't hear you. Matt Eberflus and Lou Gessie are losers. That's Yelling what from the
2: mountaintop.
0: Habitual losers, okay? And we are never going to win with them running our team. We just will not. Every time we're win. in a position to win, we have to either have someone on our team be perfect or be playing one of the worst teams in the entire NFL or both to get a win. That cannot be this thing because our quarterback has proven time and time again going against the best competition the NFL has to offer going against the Philadelphia Eagles, going against the uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, this year's Detroit Lions, this year's Broncos, who are turning out to be a playoff contender. Go figure. Uh, he has what it takes to have you in the game against the NFL's best competition. He will give you a chance to win in the toughest games, the toughest defenses. That the NFL has to throw at him. And defensive coordinators and head coaches on the other side of the field pull out their hair trying to stop him. We've got talent on the defense. I won't hear nobody say we don't. We've got talented players on the defensive side of the ball. They proved it this past week. The Detroit offense has been near unstoppable, and they look like they hit a brick wall for the first three quarters. Okay. We dominated them with a 20 minute Time of possession differential. They beat us in 19 minutes, and we mm-hmm. had the ball for 40. Mm-hmm. You cannot win trying not to lose.
1: You will immediately do yourself to lose. I wanted to say I, that right there. That I think that's where we are. I, and I think that's where our coaches are. They're not winners. They're not. They. They are try not to losers. And what's crazy is. What's crazy is when I when I look at some of the play calls. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody or like did like even sports, whatever, where somebody just they're just so smart they're stupid, and it's like they're so smart they think they're smarter than you, and it's like they're trying to outsmart you, and you're just like you're you're outthinking yourself, like your way, like whatever it is you're trying to do is not working because of you, <laughs> it's not working. yeah, hundred percent, it's not working because of you. And I think that that's what it is, man. Sometimes the play calling makes it seem to me as if they are you're just too smart for your own good. It's, like, it's not that it's, you're changing it because it's not working. It's like, oh, it's working so well. I bet that they're going to try to make an adjustment here. But before they do, I'm going to make my – you get what I'm saying? It's like it, it, stop doing that. Play the game. This game is about – this is a physical game. This is a physical game. There this isn't about you. I mean, granted there's some strategy, but let's be real. If my guys can 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 physically abuse your guys, we're going to win. I can almost guarantee you that. Like that's that's what this game is about in the trenches. This this is where it starts. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of the times I feel like what he does is the it's this concept that like, oh, I can be so smart that it doesn't matter about the players anymore because the plays on it's like, no, It's always the players. It's always these guys on the field making the plays. You just have to put them in the right position. It's not – It's not. and to me, it's not even always the play calling per se. It is, but it's like don't call dumb plays. If you have your guys – if you put good players in the vicinity, you give them an opportunity, they'll make those plays. It's not like you're going to be like, hey, stand right here on the five-yard line and in two seconds he's going to throw it right to you and because I called the play, you're going to be there. No, no, but I feel like they coach as if they have that type of an impact. And we see they do when they, you start to when you start to coach like that and you and you're trying to manipulate the players as if they're not out there making things happen, but you're trying to win from your play calls. It's like, come on, man, get off of it. Get off. They have to play the game. <laughs> they have to play the game, man. And I just think that until we get rid of get rid of the coaches then this culture of losing isn't going to change because you're absolutely right. That's a coach's mentality to not be a winner, but to be a try not to lose it. That's a coach's thing. Yep.
0: Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent agree with yourselves. Like it's like, at what point is Ryan pose going to look at the mistake he made with these coaches and fix it and fix it. And if you cannot identify the coach, to lead this franchise, then no matter how good you are at personnel decisions, you don't need to be the GM. If you cannot look at the only thing that's keeping this team uncompetitive right now, because it ain't talent on the field. That's been made obvious. We just, held, we just went blow for blow with one of the best teams in the NFC. So that means the only reason we're not one of the best teams in the NFC is because of them dudes on the sideline making decisions. Mm-hmm. Because the talent is clearly there. Maybe it was the Montez Sweat trade that elevated our defense to that level. Sure, but from what I saw, our defense was giving up 14 points a game before we had Montez Sweat for the last couple games. Our our off- our defensive coordinator changed, and suddenly our defense got way better. Crazy how that how that coaching made such a difference of just the details of the defense. Matt Eberflus is a good defensive coordinator. I'll get that to him. He's a terrible head coach. His play calls when the games are on the line are atrocious. His decisions, his clock management when the game is on the line, oh, my God, his use of timeouts drives me crazy, drives me absolutely freaking nuts. I done seen so many times this year uh, like a, a clock rundown and a delay of game happen because the, the offense couldn't get set or whatever, and we let ourselves go to first and 15 on on critical drives, and he won't use a timeout in the first half. To fix that like uh, and then this this week he finally did it early on we were about to get a delay game and then he used the timeout correctly and we don't get the delay game and it worked out great and then there was another situation the exact same situation happened on a first or second down and there was all kind of miscommunication about the snap and then he didn't call a timeout and it was still the first half like what are you saving them timeouts for man make your offense successful give them what they need to be successful. If they need an extra 30 seconds right here, give them 30 seconds. If they need an extra 60, give them 60. Do what you got to do. That, his decisions on fourth downs at the, in the beginning of the game, he was, he was like, you know, freaking gung ho. He was like fourth down. That's just another opportunity to get two yards. And that was great. And it was working and we were bullying them. Why stop? You don't stop bullying somebody that you were bullying before. That just means they're gonna come back and kick your butt. That's how it works. You watch Karate Kid. You gotta keep bullying them until you are off the field. You can't you can't let off on the guy you're bullying. And that's what he did on fourth downs, fourth and inches, fourth and two, whatever it was. He's just like, oh, we'll just kick a little chip shot field goal. We don't need to actually get touchdowns. Like we don't we don't need to put away this team. It's it's, it's baffling. The amount of, like, try-to-be-safe decisions he calls. He's too passive. He's He doesn't understand situational football. Neither does Luke Getze, for that matter. Like, uh, get rid of him. Get rid of him. You, you cut ties with Claypool. That was a huge mistake. Cool. You cut ties with him. The team has been better since. You cut ties with the defensive coordinator. The team has been better since. Cut ties with the head coach. The team will be better after you do. That's what I got to say about that.
1: I can't disagree put with you, man. I can't put disagree. Put him can't in the disagree.
0: Send them off into the river. I I don't care what you do with them. Just get them out of here.
1: Hey, and sometimes you gotta make those hard decisions, man. I, I like polls as well. And um sometimes I think maybe are you just maybe a nice guy and you just don't wanna it's like, yeah, we can be friends, I can like you professionally, what whatever. Uh, but if it's not working. Then we got to do something else, and I just feel like, as far as the coaching side of things, you, there, there's way too much. Uh, there's way too much gray area. There's way too much conversation to be had about things the coaches do. Let's be real. When you when you play this game, when you coach this game, when you're a part of the game for your lives, for your hope, when you, for all this time you've been a part of this game, you know what to do. You're good, or you're not good. You get what I'm saying. You you have a plan, you have a strategy, and you execute, or you don't execute. It seems like right now these coaches, and it, it it it's evident through our team play. These coaches are looking for identity. It seems to me they're 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 looking to prove something. You get what I'm saying. But I feel like when you know what you're doing, when you're familiar with your personnel, when you got it, when you have a plan, all you do is go out there and execute your plan. You can't do anything more than putting the players in the position to win you get what I'm saying at the end of the day so I feel like like when we play sports you don't go out there and think like oh I let me make sure I do the right thing it's like you know what to do you already know what to do if you lose it's because you just didn't execute what you were supposed to do all this extra conversation that we're able to have to me is indicative of the fact that our coaches don't have that. they don't know what they're doing they don't if you have you have a plan you come out there Put your guys in position. If they win, they win. Then you can sit back and say, oh, the team didn't execute. You get what I'm saying? They failed to execute. But right now, you're they're blowing in the wind. They're all over the place. You don't know if we're going to come out and do what's working. If it's going to work this time, if we're going to change it up and try to catch somebody off guard, being a team we're not. I, I don't know what to expect from them. And I think that's really where our team is right now because they don't know how to go out there and say, hey, this is what we're going to do because I've watched this game for so long. I've been a part of this game for so long. I know this is what we should be doing out here. Let's get to it. You get what I'm saying? And, and at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And polls needs to see when that's not working, when they don't have that vision, it's time to go another direction.
0: Yep, 100%. And it's it's crazy that they're so willing to, to cut ties and, and cut mistakes with other with players but won't see that the players can only go as far as the coaches take them. there you go right and and you're you got you got all this consternation about oh is justin fields the guy of the future and there has been a very clear disconnect with luke Getzi and his way of play calling and offensive design and justin fields and what he wants to do as the quarterback of this team and it's like if you're if you're wondering if if fields is the right quarterback for the team then the question should then be who is the right offensive coordinator to maximize him if you if you even want fields to be the quarterback then the question should be who is the right offensive coordinator because i'm gonna say this i've been looking at the the mike shanahan uh kyle shanahan offense around the league okay we got bobby slowick in houston who's adapted it for CJ Stroud, and he has put so many of Stroud's college route concepts, option routes, seams, quick slants, and they rarely throw behind the line of scrimmage, right? That's a staple of these offenses, is, is screen plat, screen passes galore. Go look at Aaron Rodgers for his last few years under Mike LaFleur uh, um, or Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. Go look at Green Bay and what they do with Zach Wilson under Mike LaFleur. Go look at uh Kyle Shanahan in uh uh in san francisco go look at mike mcdaniel in uh in miami right tons of throws behind the line of scrimmage cj stroud don't do that a whole lot you know why because that ain't what he likes to do as the quarterback he don't like to throw behind the line of scrimmage that's not what they did in ohio state so we got all these all these concepts that he just airlifted from the offense that he already knew to get his guy familiar, to get him doing the things that he's comfortable succeeding with, and look, C.J. Stroud out there killing it, out there killing it. He had a rough week this past week. He's a rookie. Rookies have rough weeks, but overall, he's having a, a, a phenomenal amount of success there. Okay, but we got Justin Fields, right? Who who played the same offense that C.J. Stroud does, and his passing chart looks way different than C.J. Stroud's when you look at every pass and where it goes and how many are behind the line of scrimmage and what is the attack deep how often does the attack deep it's so many passes out to the to the horizontal and 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 behind the line of scrimmage areas under 10 yards very little is going deep very little across the middle of the field it looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers passing charts did in Green Bay it looks exactly the same so 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 Gelsy is not able to adapt his offense to the strength of his player his his most important player, the most important player in the entire franchise, right? So if you won't change your scheme, one iota to make your guy successful, why are we even having this conversation about you? Leave. Because it don't matter who we get, the guy that you get is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So Nathaniel Hackett had this scheme in Green Bay, or, or he had this, he learned this scheme in Green Bay and then took it to the Broncos. He was out after one year as the head coach. Because Russell Wilson was struggling, struggling mightily. Justin Fields has a lot more similarities to Russell Wilson as a quarterback than he does to Aaron Rodgers. And if Russell Wilson couldn't pick this scheme up and now he looks like a killer with Sean Payton all of a sudden again, he's got, what, 19 TDs to four interceptions over there, playing lights out ball, beating the, uh, beating the Chiefs, beating all kinds of teams that he has no business beating, okay, with this, with this Denver team that we manhandled. OK, so you've got you've got a scheme that's got Zach Wilson, Justin Fields uh, uh, and Russell Wilson all struggling because you won't adapt it. And all the players that all the coaches that are adapting their scheme, which is uh, Brock Purdy in San Francisco, uh, Bobby Slowick in Houston and uh, uh, Tua in Miami are having enormous amounts of success. And you got a coach that won't adapt the scheme. And it's the same scheme. Come on, man. That should tell you everything you need to know about your offensive coach. He's not the guy. He, he can't do it. He cannot. And this is the same problem Nagy had, where they couldn't take the scheme that they had, that they were you know bred into, and then make it fit the guy that they have. And Fields is having success despite that. So that's like, come on, man. Come on. What are we doing here? Why are we still fighting this fight? It's two years in. Can we, can we just cut our losses at any point? Anyway, sorry, that's my rant. I, I'm just so sick of Getzee, man. I'm so sick of it.
1: I am too. Sheesh. Pops, you're well, muted. We had an incredible three-quarters of football and a little bit, three and a little bit.
0: No, we almost four. It was down to the last. It was 55 minutes of good football. Yep. 55 minutes. It, Fields took us on an eight-minute drive
1: to, to try to play the game. And that I should have do, up two touchdowns. I, I wanted to cut this episode into pieces so we could do a win and then we eleven. It's all right. It's all right. We're still talking bears. It's okay.
0: I mean, we that's all we do over here, man. We we definitely won
1: up until like the last couple minutes of the game. I felt like I felt like I was watching the win. And then it was like, this game is different.
0: Uh, It's crazy that we have this kind of talent and we're just pissing it away. We're just absolutely pissing it away. It's like, come on, man, get somebody in here that wants to win. Get somebody in here to run this team that wants to win. Look at what Las Vegas has done since they fired their coach. They done fired their coach. And they done won, they done gone 500 since then with an interim coach, and a and a less talented roster than we have. They got they got Aiden O'Connell out there in in Las Vegas winning games, winning tough games. Come on, man! Like I, this has got to be on polls at this point for not for inaction, for failing to to do anything the right way and and cut your ties with this awful 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 coaching staff
1: yeah hey i'm with you because for show sure, for show sure. something's got to change man something's got to change we got too much talent for this but they're setting us up perfectly to get the top two picks in the draft for next year so as usual wait till next year i mean wait till next sunday Wait till next week. Just wait, 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 wait. I do, we're waiting. Man. We're waiting.
0: As fans, we gotta, we gotta be better. As fans, we gotta be better. We gotta stop watching. We gotta stop showing up to games. We gotta stop buying merch until they make a change.
1: I can't stop watching because I talk Bears every every weekend.
0: Yeah, but that's the only thing that's gonna that's gonna tell this because these look the McCaskies are gonna keep doing what they're doing until someone shows the McCaskies that. This is not the way the Bears fans want to see this product on the field. So either we got to do a million man march to Hallis Hall or we got to stop watching. We got to stop buying tickets. We got to stop going to the game because they're going to keep doing the same. We're not going to fire a coach in the middle of the season. We're going to hire a guy that we like and we think is a really, really nice human being to be the head coach of the team. They're going to keep doing that dumb crap until we just like what run out of money. Like they're just bleeding Chicago dry at this point. You we gotta send a message to their wallets that we're not happy with the product they putting out there. We want Justin Fields with a with a coach that's gonna actually utilize him the same way the Ravens utilize Lamar Jackson. Okay? We don't want them out here giving us these BS game plans every other week. Like they they called the game for Justin Fields today. And look, he had enormous success. Even with a with a hurt thumb that that he still had to have wrapped in his other thumb his other finger got bloodied up on his throwing hand during the game. And he was getting jumped on and falling on, and they didn't throw no flags on his behalf. And he still had enormous success. And they still found a way to hang him out to dry. And we don't like that. And we have to send a message to the to the McCaskies. We don't like what they're doing to our boy, And if they don't hear it at that point, uh, come on, man. Come on, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do as fans? We got to send a message today wallets that's really what it come down to yep you got anything to say about that pops because i know you've been supporting this team financially with your own money for a lot longer than us no all right well i'm son and i'm nephew he's on here we're talking bears t- bears